Welcome back to another episode on the Expand Your Awareness podcast. My name's Aaron Dowdy, and I'm here today to speak to you about some cool ideas. Uh, today's podcast episode is actually more of a live Q&A, plus in the beginning I'm going to be talking about understanding more about reality and some possibilities as to how reality works, how reality is much more flexible than we could possibly imagine, and how we can begin to tap into a greater part of ourselves to really accomplish what we want in our life. So this is going to be an exciting episode, and I want to say welcome to everybody here, even if you're listening to the weary play on that of the podcast. Uh, welcome to this episode. Um, yeah, so let me go ahead and get into what I will be talking about. So what I wanted to talk about was something that I recently uh, did an Instagram an Instagram video on, and that is something that Elon Musk talked about. Elon Musk said that the chances that this reality that we experience right now, the chances that this reality we experience is the baseline reality, which means the real total reality, is most likely less than a 1% chance of a 1% chance, or one in a million chance of 1% that this is the baseline reality. Now think about this. With virtual reality, we can put on, even right now, which if you look at how far the progression of games has come, think about it, 30 years ago, we had uh, 40 years ago, we had ping pong, right? The little little game where you have the, the ball and then you have like these little two lines and you hit it going back and forth. And if you, maybe you remember that game from back in the day, that's what we had about 40 years ago. Now you have these, you have technology and video games to where you actually are moving through something. You have a character, like an avatar that you're playing, and you have a certain experience to where sometimes your cortisol, you'll stress out if your character is dying or losing if you're playing like Call of Duty or some video game. And we're getting to the point now to where we also have technology to where we're wearing a virtual reality helmet and our brain does not know the difference between what it is seeing and what is actually happening. Now, this is something I've mentioned before, but I actually tried out one of these on the PlayStation or something. My cousin came over uh, about mid last year for some, some event. We had something going on at the, my, my dad's house. So I was over at the family's house and uh, my cousin came by and he had one of those little virtuals, those virtual reality helmets that you can wear. And it was really cool. It was like this goggles that you put on and it, I don't remember exactly what it looked like, but it was a helmet, right? It was like a helmet you put on and you actually put it on and you actually begin to think that you are there. Like your brain doesn't know the difference. We played one game that was like a bomb game. So it was like, you, were, you had these little wands and you were trying to defuse a bomb and there was like certain things you had to do and certain wires you had to cut. It was kind of a cool game, but the coolest game was the second one we played. And in that game, what we did is we were under the water and we were moving down like on this shaft thing that was moving down and we were seeing the fish that flew by, flew by, the fish that swam by and the fish would swim by. You see all this coral, you see all this cool stuff. And then all of a sudden, you see a shark come out of nowhere. Shark just comes around and you're like, holy shit. And you're looking, you see the shark there and you actually get a spike of cortisol in your system. You're like, oh, what is going on here? Like, why, where does this shark come from? And then what happens is it's like the shark comes at you, kind of an evil game. It's actually supposed to be a fun game, but you look around and all of a sudden the shark comes at you from the back. You're like, where'd it go? 
where to go. And then you look behind you. As you look behind you wearing this helmet, the visual, the perception you see changes. And then you're looking behind you and you actually think that you're there. And then all of a sudden the shark comes out of nowhere, grabs onto the cage, tears part of the cage off. And then you're looking over the edge, like 50 feet down into the abyss. And it was terrifying. Now, why do I say all of this? Like the brain doesn't know the difference. And it, it was still, I knew, like, I was like, okay, this is, this is like, you know, but it was almost like I was feeling the stress of the cortisol from looking over the edge. And this is using like a game system that's in the first early stages of the early stages of the early stages of virtual reality. And my brain already doesn't know the difference. So knowing that, let's assume that we are progressing over the next 10 or 15 years at a very moderate pace. Now, at the pace that we're going, we're going to figure this shit out way sooner than we think. Within a couple years, we're going to have it to where it's kind of hard to tell the difference. We already kind of have that, but even further. And when we get there, we're not going to know the difference between what is in the virtual reality and what we're experiencing now. Like, we're going to have that option where we can kind of play a game with ourselves. We're like, okay, we're going into this reality. And then you're going to see people playing zombie games. They're going to be playing. Imagine you go to a movie and you're wearing a virtual reality uh, gaming thing and you are the character. Imagine you go and you go to a basketball game and you are LeBron James. Like, you're seeing through LeBron James's like, eyes of the basketball game that you're playing. And you're not just watching the game. You are in the game or you think you are at least. Think about that. That's that's a pretty cool idea. Now, nonetheless, that's proving to us that the potential of what we are experiencing is that it could get to the point to where our brains don't know the difference between what a virtual reality is and what we are really living in our life. Now, what's to say that our life experience isn't some form of simulation already? Now, I say this in a way that's not that scary. You may hear this and go, oh, what is, is, this, this isn't real? This isn't real? But what is real besides what we experience through our senses? We have that of taste, sight, touch, feeling, taste. All of these things are senses. They're interpretations of vibration. Now, in a way, one way that I think reality is, is I think that reality is a form of dream. It is a long, consistent dream, but nonetheless, it's a dream. It's a dream that we've collectively decided to become a part of. We've collectively decided that we're going to have this dream of life together and that we're going to experience it while we're here. Now, here's a couple of the rules of the dream that I think happen. One of the rules, you're going to forget who you are. You're going to incarnate and you're going to become in this dream and you're going to forget that you are an immortal spiritual being living a very temporary human experience. That at a greater level, you are so much more than you can possibly imagine. You are so much more, but you've simply had to forget because you had to forget because if you would have known that you're not really the avatar, it wouldn't made the game that much more real. Think about it. If you're playing a video game and the whole video game, you know that this just isn't real from the onset. You may not take it so seriously. You may not really give it the credit that it that it is something that's real, so you won't actually learn from it because, oh, it's just not real anyways. But you see, one of the things that we do is we come into this life and we forget who we are because if we knew, it may not be as productive. But here's the thing. Maybe one of the purposes of the game, of the dream that we live in, maybe one of the purposes is to remember who we are. This is what we call spiritual awakening. 
that we remember that we are so much more than we can possibly imagine. That we remember that we aren't just this ego structure. I'm Aaron Doughty. I make YouTube videos. This is who I am. This is a character. Beyond that, I'm an immortal spiritual being living a temporary human experience just like you are so much more than you can imagine. I'm simply playing a part. I'm doing my best to not get in, in, uh, engraved into my ego and identifying with everything that's happening in my life. But nonetheless, it's part of the game of life. Part of the game of life is remembering that you are in a form of dream, that you are an immortal spiritual being living a very temporary human experience. We are only here for maybe 100 years under our current belief system and the way that we live in reality, maybe a hundred years, maybe more, maybe by the time, you know, we always say this, by the time I become like 70 years old, we're going to have something in society where I live to be like 200, right? That's kind of the belief. Maybe so. I mean, with the way that, pro that technology is progressing, it's a possibility, but here's a cool idea. Everything in our life is a form of our belief. It's a form of our perception. And the more awareness we have, the more we upgrade our level in the game. So think about it. You want to move from level one to level two? You have to become aware of what you're thinking. You have to become aware of the thoughts you're having because those thoughts are creating the kind of experience that you have. So there's different levels to this game. And I believe one of the levels is you become aware of what you're focusing on. You become aware of where your energy is because wherever your energy is, is the direction you're moving in. And that is going to be more and more of what you experience in the game of life, in this dream that we live in. You know, we go to bed at night, we dream and we, we wake up in the morning and go, Oh yeah, this is who I am. That dream last night, that was just a dream. That wasn't really me. But what if when we go to bed at night, we actually wake up to more of who we are and we say, oh yeah, this is who I am. And then we remember that we are actually much more than just our physical ego structure, than just what we think of. This is just a, a long, fluid, consistent dream. And it is so fluid that we think that it is real because there's consistency to it, right? There may be more flexibility in our dream state. Maybe even what's happening in our dream state is just a symbolic understanding of what our brain can interpret, but it's actually much more beyond that of what we can even imagine. What if we're interdimensional? Okay, now we're getting weird, right? What if we are interdimensional beings and we exist at many different levels at the same time, but we're dreaming that this is who we are? We dream that, ah, oh, I'm Aaron Doughty. This is me. Look at me and my YouTube channel, <laughs> you know? And what we, what we see is that that's just a temporary experience. It's part of the dream, but at a greater level, that is not all of who I am. Just like you are much more than you can possibly imagine. You are not the prior experiences that you've had. You are not your life circumstances. You are not your ego. You are much more than you can possibly imagine. And maybe... One thing you can begin to do, if this resonates with you, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell something here. I'm just explaining some ideas that I think about when I think about how reality works. Because I think that when we figure out how reality works, we have more ability to align ourselves in a powerful way. Instead of going against the grain, we can go with the grain. Instead of trying to swim up the river against the current, we could just chill out and, and just float down the current in the direction of what we want. So what I'm encouraging you to do is to be aware of what do you believe about this dream that you may be living in? Do you believe that you have more conscious ability to direct it? Because if you don't believe you have that ability, then that may just be a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, if you don't believe there's a correlation between what you think and what you feel, the paradox 
is that if you believe that, if you say, no, there's no, there's no correlation between what I think and what I feel, there's no correlation there. The funny thing is, is you get that reflection back, which proves to you that you are getting a reflection of what you believe to be true. So you, in a way, you use the law of attraction to prove that the law of attraction doesn't work because you say the law of attraction, I, you're focusing on the LOA doesn't work. The LOA doesn't work. Then you look around, the LOA doesn't work, but you're using the LOA to prove that the LOA don't work. So you see, we see what that is. So beyond just the law of attraction, though, our beliefs create our reality. That's even more powerful than just the law of attraction. Now, what I just want, what I really would like to do is just to share with you that I believe life is so much easier than you can even imagine. That it's about alignment. It's about aligning to who you really are and having the awareness of the different levels of this game. Because this game, you can call it a game, you can call it a dream. I think it's a little bit of both. I think when you become aware of the dream of life, this long, consistent dream that we have, the only moment that exists is now. The past was, when it was the past, it was this moment right now. We've never experienced the past because when we did, it was a different perception of the same moment. We won't actually experience the future because by the time the future gets here to be this moment right now, it all exists in the same moment. Just like the version of you in a higher dimensional realm of consciousness exists right now, just dreaming this linear time space reality is here. Now, let's think about this. Imagine in the higher realms, we could call this the higher dimensions, whatever we want to call it. Imagine that in these higher realms, we have the ability to think something and immediately experience it. That we have this ability and that what we decided was, hey, this is really cool, but I can create stuff like this in a minute, in an instant, right? And we come here to this reality and things are much more slow. You gotta think about it. You gotta feel it. You gotta have time to just you know, think about and grow it like you would grow something in your garden if you have a garden. This is Vegas. We got dirt in the backyard. We got freight grass. But if you live somewhere where you're fortunate enough to have green in it, then you know that you could grow something. You can appreciate that process. It's an experience in itself. You can savor in the process itself rather than immediately having it. Imagine that there's actually pleasure in the process. As much as I'd like to be little, uh, you know, like a mini Tony Robbins running around doing seminars and stuff, what if I could also enjoy the process along the way? What if I could enjoy the process of me going through it because that is an experience to be savored in of itself? What if there was a lot of reason to enjoy that? You see, but what if in the higher realms, beyond that of time and space, which we experience in this reality, what if that happens instantaneously? And I'm like, oh, I didn't get to enjoy it so much. I didn't get to experience the struggle or the time lapse or the having to trust the process or the the soaking in of the different the different thought process and emotions you see we come here to learn emotions we come here to learn how to direct our emotions in a certain way we come here because it's an experience of relation to other people just like i create my own reality you are creating your own reality and billions of us together are creating a co-collective reality that we call a simulation because at a greater level, we're all connected. At a greater level, we have what is called a higher self, which is a higher dimensional aspect of us that we have forgotten that that's who we really are. That's what we're really connected to. And we're simply dreaming. We put our little ego to sleep. We come here and we come through the, we come through the vagina into this world. And we're like, oh, 
here, this is reality. Then we grow up with certain belief systems and our, and then with people tell us, oh, this is who you are. This is what you're worthy of. Or we go through certain experiences and we're like having experiences and we're like, oh, this is who I am. And uh, we, we start to identify, we start to have this self image that we project out to other people. And it's all something that we identify with. But here's the thing. We are not the result of our past. We are who we choose to be in the present moment. The moment we start to drop the story we tell ourselves, the moment we have more ability to direct it in the direction of what we want. Many times the story we tell ourselves is just holding us back. The story we tell ourselves is all of this weight. Things don't happen easily. Don't you know you should always do this? You got to go to college for four years in order for you to get good education. So you get a job that you work for 40 years and then you go retire and then you could travel the world. All of these belief systems that you may like, you may not like, but you got to decide for you. You got to do what's true for you. You see, you got to find out what that is, that truth, that belief. You got to rewire the beliefs, let go of what doesn't serve. You know, sometimes certain beliefs don't serve me. I used to believe a lot of things. I used to believe that I wasn't worthy because of childhood experiences and stuff. And then I got to look at that and go, huh, why do I think I'm not worthy? Oh, I can start to believe and know that I am worthy. I can start to see that if I can accomplish this, then I can also do this. We start to rewire. Now, here's the thing. This dream of life is a game that we can experience that we can begin to hack. How do we hack the game of life? How do we hack it? Well, we first off have to realize that our thoughts correlate with our experience because when we do that, then we can direct it in the direction we want. Sorry, my beard's getting in my face. <laughs> um, we can direct it in the direction that we want, and then we can experience more of what we want in our life. But until we are aware of that correlation, we won't actually go in the direction that we want because we keep the same story we continue to tell ourselves over and over again in our experience. Now, here's the thing. We are directing the game of life with our intention and our focus. Our focus is so important. I would say our focus is one of the things that really determines success in life. Like this is why they say, you hear Steve Jobs and all these important successful people say, do what you're passionate about because the more you focus on it, and the, not even just the more you focus on it, but when you do what you're passionate about, it's so easy to focus on. I used to have a nine to five job. I worked that nine to five job for 40 hours a week. I did not enjoy being there. I sold women's shoes. It wasn't that cool. It was okay sometimes. I got to talk to people. It was fun. I enjoyed being on coworkers and stuff sometimes, but I didn't really enjoy it. But now I work for myself. I do what I like and I work probably 70 hours a week. But you want to know how easy it is for me to work? It's 10 o'clock at night right now and I'm working. I'm making videos. I'm making a podcast. I'm making an Instagram video. And this is what I love to do. It is so easy for me to focus on it. And because it's easy for me to focus on it, I'm able to easily grow it because it's that easy for me to focus on. It's, it's just whatever you focus on grows. Think about how much my brand can grow from the more I focus on it because I'm passionate about it. Now think about this. The emotion underneath my focus is very passionate. Can you feel this right now? Let me see a little hearts. Can you feel what I'm saying to you right now? Can you feel what I am projecting to you because I am passionate about it? Because you see what I mean? A whole bunch of hearts are coming up right now because I'm passionate about what I speak about because this is what I'm meant to be doing in my life, because it's easy for me to focus on it. And because of that, this game of life just keeps happening better and better. But here's the thing, I'm not identifying with my ego. It becomes dangerous when you are mainly thinking that you are the avatar, that you are the character in the game. You are not the ego. So I can go 
oh, and daddy, he's done so much successful things. He's made this kind of business. He's created this kind of lifestyle. He's created a YouTube channel with this many number of people that subscribe. But that's the ego. See, the ego loves that. The ego's like, oh, yeah, Aaron did that. But when we start to become identified with the ego, that's a dangerous spot to be in. That's like playing a video game, playing as the avatar of some guy in Call of Duty going around shooting the shit out of people and then saying, that's who I am. That's a character, but you are the game itself as well. You are the higher self that is playing the game. Now, we still have free will. I'm not saying we don't have free will. But what I'm saying is that when we start to identify with everything that's happened in our life, we're in the reaction state. We're in the reaction state and we're much more likely to get caught up with ego. So what I'm encouraging you to do is to be aware of that ego, to be aware of the avatar, to be aware of this game that we're playing and to know that you are so much more and that you can begin to connect to this higher part of yourself by going more inwards. Normally we think of a simulation. I have incarnated into this system, into this body, having this experience and here I am. But this is the thing. It's not, we are not, there's not a soul inside of our body. Our body is in our consciousness. The, our body is the game of itself. Like, have you guys ever seen the movie called Osmosis Jones? I don't know if you guys remember saw that. I remember I saw part of it when I was younger. It's like this, it's like this movie where like, there's like cells inside, uh, who was it? Bill, Bill, uh, Bill, oh, what the fuck is his name? Cool, good actor. Anyways, Bill Meyer, Bill, whatever his name is, right? So somebody will say it here in a sec. Anyways. Inside of this, uh, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, inside of this, uh, inside of this, um, inside of his body, there's these cells that are like teaming up together and there's like cancerous cells that are the bad cells. There's the, the white blood cells that do certain things and there's different organs that do certain cells that do certain things. And that makes up Bill Murray's character. Now in the same way, we may say, I'm this cell, I'm this ego, I'm this avatar, but we are really a cell in the larger part of consciousness. We are really the whole game of itself. We are the whole simulation itself. You are another version of me. We are all connected. Getting a little trippy, isn't it? But here's the thing. We are so much more than we could possibly imagine. And because of that, when we start to extend ourselves out, like there's something to be said about manifesting law of attraction when we take it outside of our ego desires. This is not talked about a lot. I've been making a lot of videos on it because I think it is so underemphasized. When you align your intentions with what you're passionate about, first off, it's contagious energy, so you're already helping the collective. You're already helping more people. When you also align your energy to helping other people in general, adding value, you could do this with many things. It's not like, okay, Aaron, I get it, but you're on YouTube and like you're in the personal development business, so that's different for you. Well, if you create art, for example, then you could see that you also add value to people with your art because you're passionate about it. You maybe makes people feel a certain emotion, so you are adding value. You see... When you start to add value to other people, it's almost like the system, the simulation, the dream wants you to succeed because you aren't just creating a win-lose situation. I win. I attract the Lamborghini. I attract all of this stuff. Nothing wrong with the materialistic things, but it's about understanding the purpose of how that abundance is acquired. The abundance is acquired by adding value to other people. The abundance is acquired by being at the core of who you are. The abundance is acquired by you being authentic and by you being passionate. That's when things really begin to happen in a powerful way. But remember, don't become too attached to the ego saying, I did this. You can be confident. I'm a, you may see me on YouTube. You may see me hear me talking right now. I'm a very confident person, no doubt about it. But it is not confidence from the sense of ego 
or maybe it is. Maybe I'm like, oh man, look how non-egotistical you are. So it's an inception of ego or something. But I'm definitely aware of it, and I definitely do uh, meditation practices to kind of recenter myself and not to identify too much with this dreamlike experience we call life. Now. One of the biggest experiences and epiphanies you'll have in your life is a spiritual awakening. Maybe you've already started one. Maybe you haven't had one yet. But nonetheless, I believe that right now in the collective, the collective dream that we are all having, one of the purposes of this collective dream is to wake up to more of who we are. And that there is a collective consciousness shift happening where many people that were deep in sleep, they were deep in a deep, deep sleep. Don't wake me up. Don't wake me up. And now what's happening is people are waking up. And people like me act as an alarm clock. I'm not trying to. I don't. I'm not trying to sell my beliefs to other people. I'm not like, hey, would you like to believe in a spiritual awakening? Have you heard of the law of attraction? It's this really cool thing. I really hope you like it. I could give two shits what people think. I'm just speaking my truth. And guess what? More and more people are waking up, so more and more people resonate with it. More and more people are interested in the YouTube channel. More and more, there's more of a demand there because there's a shift in consciousness happening. It's a shift in consciousness. It's a waking up from the deep sleep. Most people that walk around, I don't say this to be judgmental, but a lot of people walking around are in a repetitive, recycled thought process. They're thinking the same thoughts from the day before, the day before that. They're going home. They're kissing their wife. They're watching the TV or their husband or whatever. They're watching the TV and they're going to bed and they're watching the news. And it's like, oh, you see all the bad stuff in the news. Now, I'm not making fun of these types of people, but I'm saying that it's about waking up to what is real, waking up to more of who we are, getting to the core of who we are, understanding that we came here for a reason. Now, if you've ever read Dolores Cannon's material, Dolores Cannon was a hypnotherapist from the 1970s up until about five years ago when she died, and she was really cool. She could get people to a very deep level of brainwave activity where the deepest levels of hypnosis. And she would, what she would do is she would get people to this very deep level of brainwave activity. And what they would then do is they would get them to a place to where their higher self and their subconscious mind could come through. So these people would then, they would ask questions, right? Dolores Cannon would ask these, it's called QHHT if you guys are interested in it. Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique. And what she would do is get them to the deepest levels of brainwave activity. And she would say things like, why did Aaron incarnate at this time? Why did he have this kind of experience with his abusive ex-stepmom? Why did he have this kind of experience here? Why did he have this experience there? And ask all these questions. And then in this very deep level of brainwave, I haven't actually done this, but this is just an example. That's why I was using my life because maybe you've heard of some of my story. But nonetheless, people would be in a certain state. And what would happen is the answer would come through. They would actually say it from the subconscious mind. They would come out of it 30, 40 minutes later, have a tape recording of them actually saying some stuff that they consciously don't remember. But their higher self came through and said, this person incarnated at this time because there's a global shift in awakening happening. There's a global shift in consciousness happening. And there's a reason that there are so many people. Why do you think there's 7 billion people here right now? Why do you think that? Well, Part of it is this is the place to be right now. There's a global shift in consciousness happening. Now, when I say global, don't be like, well, look around at all the war and all this other stuff that the media shows me. It is better than it's ever been before. The statistics actually prove that. Now, I'm not even really talking about that. I'm just saying in general, it doesn't take a billion people to shift the collectiveness of the, the collective consciousness. It really only takes a smaller amount because if you look at the different levels of consciousness, when you have maybe 
a couple million people at a very high level of consciousness, that will outbalance billions of people at a lower level of consciousness. For more on this, you can look up Power Versus Force by Dr. David, uh, Dr. David Hawkins, and it will show you more on that. But it's about understanding these different levels, understanding that in general, anything that we believe to be true will be true for us because we live in a simulation. We live in a virtual reality. We are immortal spiritual beings, live in temporary human experiences, and whatever we believe to be true is true for us. That is our experience. That's why so many people fight, right? They're like, I believe this, and someone else like, I believe this. Are, is one wrong over the other? They're just different perspectives, and everyone will have a little bit of a different truth. The only time it conflicts is when it harms other people. That's when it becomes a real big deal, right? So... Yeah, this is about understanding these different aspects of consciousness and understanding that the process is what we can begin to make easy. So this is what I want to encourage you to do. Understand that if you believe it, you begin to achieve it. This is like a Henry Ford thing or a Napoleon Hill thing, but I really believe it to be true. Like the more you believe in yourself, the more action you'll take, the more emotion you'll feel, the more you'll move in the direction of you want. So it's about being aware of what that is and choosing to believe in yourself because this is a simulation. This is a virtual reality. So because of that, whatever you believe to be true is true, but you have to keep it consistent. You see, most people are like, oh, I believe in myself. They do it for two seconds and then they don't see the immediate reflection in their life and they go, oh, it's not working. I don't see it. Where is it? But the thing is, is the true degree of change is not whether the outside actually changes. It's whether you internally have changed despite not being attached to the outcome of how the outside looks. So it's about being aware of what that is. It's about allowing yourself to really be how you prefer and allowing yourself to make the process easy. Be aware of your beliefs. Decide that you are more than you priorly thought. Know that if, you're, if you watch my channel, you're already going through this process. If you're even watching this video or you have found my content, then you are already going through some type of awakening. You are part of the shift in consciousness because you are at the leading forefront of this. More and more people are gonna be waking up. More and more, some people are gonna be kind of like, what the hell is going on? Maybe you've seen it. Maybe a lot of stuff is being brought up with certain people and they're feeling negative resistance. And you see that and you observe it in other people and you want to help them. Most likely you are at the leading forefront of this. You are somebody that can add value. You know, we're just at the beginning of this shift. Like maybe it's been happening for maybe some would say hundreds of years, but nonetheless, it is going to move very, very quickly over the next like 20, 30 years, not just technology wise, but consciousness wise, because more and more people are becoming aware of the stuff that doesn't fly anymore. It's going to be, it's becoming harder and harder for the government to keep secrets. It's becoming harder and harder for politicians to keep this facade of this game going on. When you look at the politics, it's like a game. It's, it literally is a game because we live in a game. We live in a virtual reality that we've been dreaming. It's such a consistent dream. It is so consistent. We think it is so real. It feels so real. I have these five senses, <gasps> this pillow, it feels so fucking real. But is it that real? Or is it just a very, is it an interpretation and vibration of my senses? So that's when we start to get into a more and a more fun type state because we realize it is a game that we have all collectively decided to play and the direction of collective consciousness of what we are experiencing in our life will depend on how we change ourselves. It always starts from us. That's why Gandhi said that. Gandhi said that change starts 
from us. We must first change ourselves because everything on the outside is a reflection of the inside anyways. So as I change, I then project that out and other people can resonate with it if they choose. They don't have to, but it's about that level of awareness. So yeah, how long was that? That was a 36 minute rant on a simulation possibility that we may or may not live in. But nonetheless, I just want you to know a couple things. You are much more than you priorly thought that you were. That most likely life is a dream that we've agreed to be a part of. It's a consistent dream that appears to be real, but you at a deeper level are an immortal spiritual being living a temporary human experience. And there are certain levels to this game that when you begin to become more aware of this game and how you can experience it at a higher level, you become aware of your beliefs, aware of how your thoughts correlate with what you experience. When you become aware of all this stuff, you start to upgrade your ability in the game. When you have a spiritual awakening, you upgrade your ability within the game. And then when you start to direct your life in the direction that you want, not the direction that society tells you is right, not the whole, you got to go to school for four years and you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to, you don't have to listen. You can make your own experience based on what you want, on what is true for you. Stop listening to everyone else because everyone else is only thinking about themselves. And when you start to think for yourself, you will start to create your own experience. You're going to start to have more of what you want to experience in your life. So it's about changing that focus and understanding that you have that ability, that you are so much more than your ego, so much more than who you uh, think that you are. And that when you begin to wake up more than that, you may find that at the end of your life experience, you wake up from this dream of life and you go, in the same way, you'd wake up in the morning, you go, whoa, that was a crazy dream. This is who I am. You may at the end of this life, wake up at a higher dimensional realm of consciousness and go, whoa, that was a crazy fucking trip. But this is who I am. So yeah, that's the, okay. So now I'm going to answer some questions. I hope you guys like that. Let me know if you guys like that. I know it was uh, a little bit more out there, but none the less, whoa. So I think that you guys have commented so much that it cut off and I can't read the earlier comments, which is pretty freaking cool. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, it cut off some of the comments. So if you guys ask questions at the beginning, you might have to ask the question again. Um, dang, yeah, it's, it's deleting them pretty quick. Let's see. Okay, Soul Hustle says, I love these talks so much. I need more open-minded people in my life so we can talk. Yeah. Um, put the intention out there to meet more like-minded people and you'll be f surprised by what you find. Um, Aaron, if you are reading the comments after the stream, hit my DMs. Okay. Um, yeah, guys, I get a lot of people asking me to check the DMs and stuff. There's only, I do it sometimes, but there's only so much I can do with that because uh, um, I get a lot of people that reach out. So, yes, if you can, I always ask questions in the, you know, where I can see it. That would be great. Um, let's see. I'm going to... Man, you guys are commenting quick. Let's see. I just had a dream that Justin Timberlake was serenading me and realized he married the wrong Jessica. Is that, is that some type of reality? Well, there's an infinite number of parallel realities that exist. So, yes, you are tapping into another parallel reality. Um, can we dissolve misunderstanding between two people who are in love and help with the law of attraction? You can. You can dissolve misunderstanding by ha being more empathetic, by understanding where they are coming from, and by allowing them to feel what they are feeling. 
It's the awareness of where the power is. When you, tr anytime you try to control what someone is thinking, that creates resistance. And that a lot of times will refrain the person from wanting to listen to you or even that information sinking in at all. So what I recommend you do is you just kind of let go, let go of the outcome and you just kind of explain, um, you just kind of explain it and you under, you don't even just explain it. You listen and you understand. Remember this mantra. This is from a book called the seven habits of highly successful people by Stephen Covey. And it says, seek first to understand rather than be understood. When you do, when you lead with that, you'll find that a lot of things in your life turn out better because the person feels that off of you that you tried to understand them and then they open up. And a lot of times people don't open up until they feel like you care. So that's something I found to be, um, be powerful. Go with the flow. Yep. That's the key. Go with the flow. Um, um, how to deal with a difficult family member partner you cannot escape from. Um, you, you got to let them be how they are. You got, sometimes we have like, kind of like the last answer that I had, instead of trying to change them or thinking that they have to be different, allow them to be the way that they are and accept them. And sometimes by just doing that, not only will you release the resistance, but also sometimes they may actually change as well, but you have to let them be. It's only when you let them be that they can actually change. When you're trying to resist or trying to change them, like I was saying earlier, they feel that resistance and then they won't actually change. And sometimes that resistance will actually cause them to experience more of it. They'll almost be more triggered because of the feeling they get from it. Um, let's see. Let's see. Crazy. I was just thinking about this. Yes. Choose the parallel reality you wish to desire by using presence moment power, the power of now. Yeah. I mean, the, what quantum physics shows us is that there is an infinite number of parallel realities that exist. And that we're constantly shifting through different ones. So even as I go with my hand like this right now, this looks like one fluid movement. We have memory in our mind. So we're able to tag all of these different frames together. Just like when I edit this, not this video, but when I edit YouTube videos, I can stretch out the frames and look at them all individually. I'll go, I'll slow it down. I'll go like this and this and this and this and this frame, this frame, this frame. It's all one, but we see it because we have memory. So we're shifting through all of them in every moment. So it's about being aware of that. And what you can begin to do is embody the vibration of the reality you want to experience now. And if you're not attached to the outcome, you can then begin to experience more of a resonance with it as you embody the emotions, the actions, and the thoughts of that version of you, which let me remind you exists right now. So someone said, Letitia said, we create our reality, do it wisely. Yeah, I agree. However, I will say something I've been talking about lately a lot is rather than creating our own reality, if there's an infinite number of parallel realities that exist, why not we choose our own reality? Think about this. Doesn't it sound like so much work for us to create our own reality? Like we have to like, it's there's nothingness. We have to actually create it as if it doesn't already exist in a certain vibrational frequency. You see what I mean? So it's about being aware of that and then choosing to more so focus on that, which we want to experience more so focusing on realizing it already exists. So we don't have to try so hard. We can just more so focus on allowing. And as we allow, we resonate with more. So man, you are on fire today. Yeah, I feel it. So I want to start doing a public events, uh, like speaking events. Cause I do speaking events. I get into this flow state that I'm in right now with you guys. And it's like all that information just came through. That was 40 minutes of me ranting on that idea. And, um, I've had more engagement in this live than any other one. So I, I, I imagine you guys are feeling it, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, let's see revenge or forgive to feel better. Anytime you put revenge on someone else, you are holding that energy within you and that will come back to you. What you put out is what you get back. 
when you forgive, you let go of that energy pattern within you. Think about it. Someone like, for example, if I carried around resentment, here's a funny thing. My ex stepmom was very abusive. She was in my life between, uh, when I was, uh, 12, uh, seven years old to 15 years old. She was abusive emotionally and physically. And then I carried around this anger towards her. Even after 15 years old, I didn't forgive her right away. I was like, why did this happen? Blah, blah, blah. I carried around this resentment inside of me. I had a, a manager at my old job. I used to work at Nordstrom's in women's shoes. I had a manager there that was the same personality as my ex stepmom, And she was verbally abusive. And she did that to everybody, not just me, but it was similar patterns. And eventually I also had an ex-girlfriend that had similar traits as well, because I was carrying around that energy pattern within me. And then once I let go and I forgave her all of a sudden, it was literally within a couple weeks of learning meditation and forgiving my ex stepmom, that lady got fired at Nordstrom's and she should have been fired forever ago because there was so, she was protected by upper management. So as funny as that sounds, it's about being aware that when you let go of it in your life, you'll find that things fall away naturally. You must forgive yourself. You must forgive the situation and forgive the other person. And then you let go of that energy pattern and you don't experience more of it in your life. So, uh, Jessica Ann says, I, I love when you go live because your energy is crazy contagious. I love to hear that. That's my goal. Something called state transference where I speak, you feel what I feel. And, um, I think that's pretty cool. It's like, uh, the next level, you know, it's not just you're viewing me, you're actually able to feel what I feel. I love the voices. Yeah. I had a lot of voices in this live. The, the voice of the, the deep, the people deeply asleep. They're like, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. You know what I mean? The uncollective or the collective unconsciousness. Uh, Bill Murray. Yes. That's who it was. The Truman show with Jim Carrey. Yep. That was a really good movie as well. Um, let's see. You guys stopped that. I almost, uh, froze there. Let's see. Let me see. I'm going to answer a couple more questions. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go uh, probably to the park and chill for a minute and get ready for bed. Have you hmm, the Chris Brown's page? Maybe I'll, I don't know. I'll check that out. Yeah, it's cool. Some celebrities are starting to get into the like, law of attraction more so. It's becoming more open. I believe that in five or ten years, a lot of the stuff that I talk about that may seem more woo-woo, like law of attraction, is that real? Eventually, it will be something that's much more accepted, um, much less taboo. And um, I look forward to that. I think it'll be cool. But more and more celebrities are kind of opening up um, about about like the LOA energy, stuff like that, which is really cool. Um, let's see. Are you actually live right now? You've got energy like me. Ha, ha, ha. This is a recording. I'm just holding my camera up to that of my computer screen. Just kidding. <laughs> this is live. Um, if you guys missed any of this, by the way, this is the most lit podcast I've ever done. This is the most lit um, live. I feel so young when I say lit. So lit. This is my kind of talk. So it's going to be on the podcast. That's what I was going with that. It's going to be on the podcast tomorrow. Um, yep. You rise, you rise above the ego by not giving a shit. It's part of it. Yeah, for sure. I don't know where I, I don't know where you guys, let me see, man. You guys are interactive today. There's a lot of, uh, I see a lot, a lot of those of you guys talking. <laughs> He's absolutely right. But all over the place. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's kind of fun to me. I like freedom. Okay. You can't put me in a box. I do what I want. You must, yeah, you can't see. You have to save yourself first. Okay, let's see. 
Let's see. Yeah, not everyone is ready for all this info. Not just yet. Yeah, not yet. But people are becoming more and more awake. And the people that do resonate with it find it, which is pretty cool. Which is why you guys are all here right now, you know? We all have a similar mindset. We're all, there's some reason we're all resonating with this information. Um, let's see. Um, I'm going to answer a couple more questions. I see a lot of really nice statements. I really appreciate you guys. Um, <laughs> I love when Aaron has a foul mouth. So passionate. That's why I do it, man. Just got to show you guys my passion with my cuss words. Do you believe that energy gets attached to objects and necklaces and such? Yeah, I believe it is possible. I believe that everything is energy. Everything has a photonic structure. I mean, even if we live in a simulation or in a dreamlike experience, everything is energy and everything will kind of linger a little bit. So I definitely think, especially if that's the intention, maybe sometimes people put the intention inside certain things. So I think that for sure it can have an effect like that. Um, do you live in the LA area? Um, no, I don't. I live in the Las Vegas area and I live close to uh, the LA area. I was, you know who I just got off the phone with? Uh, my girl, Lior Alexandra, you guys know her. She's dope. Um, we were just talking. Would you guys go to an event where Lior and I were doing some type of event? We were both speaking, doing some type of workshop, maybe an all day workshop in LA or Las Vegas or Sedona or something crazy like that. How cool would that be? If that's something you guys like, let me, let me see some, I don't know. Let me see some hearts or something. Let me see, put, some, put some hearts up there. You know what I mean? And if so, maybe we'll do an event. Maybe we'll do something like that or televise it or something. You know what I mean? Um, let's see. Uh, okay, cool. I see a whole bunch of hearts. Means you guys want an event. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get into public speaking because you guys feel – I know we're not, like, in the same room right now, but I feel like I'm here with you guys. Like, I feel like all you guys are here with me. And it's like that's why that's when the energy really like is on point. I find is when I have like a purpose behind it, and I'm, I'm getting an idea and putting an idea into something. Um, what is the difference between reality transurfing and the law of attraction? Reality transurfing is a book. If you guys don't know, it's on quantum. It's kind of is written by a quantum physicist named Vadim Zeeland in Russia. It's just now becoming really well known. Um, my YouTube channel, I got like so many videos on it. Probably almost a hundred videos, or I will soon. Um, on reality transurfing. It's about understanding the energy dynamics of manifestation, understanding how to let go of the outcome, understanding how not to give things importance because then we create resistance. It's a whole model for seeing the world knowing that the reality you want to experience right now already exists. It's about knowing that um, we don't have to create our own reality. We can just choose it and we can more so glide through and experience what we want in a more easy way. If you want more information on this, go to AaronDowdy.com. And scroll down, you'll see the Reality Transurfing Academy. There is an academy there that you'll see, and it's like a, uh, a mastermind group and all of this other cool stuff. And there's week-to-week -week coaching with it as well. So it's like a coaching group for Reality Transurfing. Um, hundreds of people in there. So many people have had amazing results. So it's something that I, uh, I'm very passionate about. So Reality Transurfing is more of a lifestyle. It's a way for being. It's a way for creating what you want in your life in an easy way without having to try so hard and to attract something from over there to into here. It's about understanding that it already exists so you can just embody the frequency of it now. So yeah, reality transurfing. Like I said, AaronDowdy.com and you just go halfway down the page, you'll see reality transurfing academy there. Are you a cancer? Nope. I'm a Sagittarius. Fire sign. Um, what about LOA and get the personality we want? Your personality is not set. 
Your personality shifts depending on your, upon your mood. Your personality is a combination of what you feel, think, how you feel, how you act. And if you want to change your personality, read a book called uh, How to Break the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Very powerful book for that. Um, and that will help you understand how to change how you think, act, and feel and how you must branch outside of what you think your personality is. There's such a negative connotation. Change your personality. That's such a bad thing. Don't change your personality. But that's just uh, that's just social conditioning. Um, you are who you choose to be. You change as you – I mean the person I was 10 years ago, it doesn't exist anymore. It was a totally different version of me. It was a totally different person. So uh, personalities change. It's a part of life. It's a part of how you are. Um um, let's see. Are you a Leo? I say he's a Leo. I think he's a Scorpio. I think he's a Pisces or a Leo. Sagittarius. I'm an archer. I got that archer, the arrow. Yep. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but I have an arrow. I'm so excited. Um, so, um, hey, so my numerology Sag gang, yeah. Your numerology. I'm not sure what my numerology is. My life, my life, something is seven. I'm a 34-7 or something like that. I don't know. Are we all one? Yep. We are all reflections of each other. Um, you are another version of me and I'm another version of you. Pretty trippy, right? But nonetheless, it's the truth at the deepest fundamental level. But we'll dream. Let's take a little dream right now. And I'm going to dream I'm Aaron Dowdy. This is who I am. I make live videos on you, Instagram, and everyone else can play themselves, and we'll all comment, we'll all heart shit, we'll all be and play the characters that we are, pretending that we're separate, playing the dream of separation, when in reality, we are so much more than we could possibly imagine. We are more than those separations we put in our mind. We are all connected at a deeper level, so yes. We are all connected, but we can play a little dream. We can have a little game right now. Well, I'll play me and you play you, and this is a fun game, but it is a game. It is a dream. We go to bed at night. I'm about to go to bed here in a little bit, and when I do go to bed, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to say, yo, this is who I really am. I'm going to wake up from this dream and go, wow, I was just so unaware, so asleep, so narrowly focused, this long, consistent dream that feels so real. Oh, well, oh success and this and that and all of this stuff. And then I'll wake up and then I'll wake up again here and I'll have this experience. And then eventually at the end of my life, however long I live, I'm going to die. I'm going to wake up from this dream and I'm going to go, whoa, that was a crazy fucking trip. But this is who I am. I just wanted to say that because I wanted to end on that note. This is who I am. We are more than we could possibly imagine. I want to thank you for being here. If you guys enjoyed this live, can you guys show me some hearts? Let me see just a whole bunch of hearts, a whole bunch of validation. I can just go, wow, oh my goodness, I feel so validated. I feel like I should do more of these. So, yes, I want to say I appreciate you guys. You are more than you can possibly imagine. I want to thank you for being here. This on the podcast will be available manana tomorrow, and you can listen to it whenever you want. I want to thank you for being here, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Much love and namaste.